Hello, my new friends. My name is and I'm a scavenger. I was able to recover some data and documents from the Graph Archive on Orcus II, a moon that had no doubt seen many trials and tribulations and had been ruined for quite some time. I stumbled upon a gold mine of knowledge. I've decided to broadcast what I've found, and even though my decryption skills aren't what they used to be and most of these files are heavily encrypted, I will do my best to faithfully distribute the information on the over 200 species I have to share, most of which are ones I have never even heard of. I also discovered a bank of heavily encrypted audio logs, and the author is just mysteriously noted as someone known as the Traveler. Apparently this is a man of many, many different paths. It does appear that he did come into contact with many of the species listed here. Mostly brief encounters, some pleasant, some odd. His first log, fully open and wanting to be found, gave a somewhat straightforward message to those who continue seeking knowledge and are never satisfied. To the gentle being that discovers these logs, I wish you the best in your travels, and do hope that the galaxy will reveal to you its many secrets, just as it has done for me. So my friends, I hope you'll take this journey with me as we go through the many different faces that the galaxy has to offer. Starting with some species that come from dry habitats. We begin by exploring the journal entries featuring those aliens who hail from or are found in the driest atmospheres in the galaxy. These desert dwellers make a living in hot, arid climates and adapt to sandstorms, high temperatures, and subterranean predators. On the sand dunes of Tatooine and Jakku are the primitive people, scavengers, farmers, and herd animal animals all living together. On volcanic worlds, multiple species relocate and rebuild on an ever-changing landscape. Dangerous climates on Utapau and Sullust force whole societies underground. These seemingly barren lands have hosted many important events in galactic history. The grasslands of Lothal were a key battleground in the rise of the Rebellion. The rocky caves of Jeddah hid many secrets of rising resistance against the Empire, and Tatooine was home to the Skywalkers, the family of the great Force sensitives who changed the course of the Jedi forever. Without further ado, let's get into our first alien race, the Tusken Raider. The homeworld is Tatooine. Tusken Raiders, also known as Sand People, are nomadic humanoids who travel in large groups and are most known for their hostility toward other settlers on Tatooine. In the harsh environment of the desert where food is scarce, these natives become fiercely territorial and patrol the sands, attacking small settlements and stealing supplies. The Tusken Raiders have several utensils of destruction in their weapon choices. Each Tusken warrior creates a unique Gaddafi stick, a bladed club used in combat. They are crafted out of available salvage and each warrior becomes proficient in wielding these weapons against their enemies. The less popular weapon of the clans is the Tusken Cycler Rifle. Despite their crude design, these weapons can hit targets reliably at long ranges, but the rate of fire is typically slow. A primitive cry rang out across the dunes, scattering smaller wildlife and giving me a bit of a fright. A long line of banthas could be seen in the distance with oddly dressed travelers upon their backs. They did not look very welcoming. Trang, the carved end of a gaffy stick, can be covered in sandbat venom, which has paralyzing properties. Tusken Raiders travel in clans of 20 to 30 individuals led by a chief. 
Every year, the fiercest young members of the tribe must prove their strength by defeating a crate dragon and bringing home the pearl found in the dragon's stomach. The males of the species serve as warriors, protecting the tribe and attacking any trespassers on their territory. The females protect the home and raise the children. During warrior initiation rites, each individual is given a bantam matching their own gender to care for, and the pair is bonded for life. Next, from the homeworld of Riflor, the Advoze. Advozaic are humanoid species from a volcanic planet. Their thick skin and sensitive eyes allow them to thrive in a harsh environment. On Riflor, volcanic eruptions frequently destroy Advozic settlements, so they tend to care very little about material goods. Instead, they strive to accumulate as much monetary wealth as possible so they can continually rebuild after disaster strikes. As a species, they have a very pessimistic outlook on life. Tatooine's distance from the core worlds has allowed a criminal underworld to flourish. Here, I met a greedy smuggler with a horn protruding from his head. Next in our archives is the Arcona. Homeworld is Kona. Arcona are desert dwellers, easily identifiable by their unique triangular heads. They live in family-based communities and are notorious for their addiction to common salt. Hemdazon frequently spent time in the Mos Eisley Cantina after being stranded on Tatooine. He couldn't return to his home planet because he had spent all his credits on salt and jury juice. The cantina here in Mos Eisley attracts a lot of bleak souls. One patron with a funny-shaped head tried to get me to lend him money for jury juice. Next in our archive is the Kubaz. Homeworld is Kubindi. Kubaz live on a diet of insects, using their long snouts to snatch their prey from inside hives. This does not make them very popular with the insectile species, such as the Geonosans. They have extremely sensitive eyesight, causing them to require protective eyewear when traveling off-planet. They are unable to pronounce the basic language, speaking instead and wearing syllables. Come to think of it, I think I've seen this race on Coruscant on more than one occasion. On my way back through the Moss Eisley marketplace, I met a curious-looking Kubaz named Garindan. He wouldn't tell me much, but I observed him meeting with Imperial stormtroopers, who had previously been questioning locals about the location of some missing droids. I imagine he was in their employ. The next species in the archives that I'm showing is the Pike. The homeworld is Obadiah. Although based on Obadiah, the Pikes had many dealings with uh, the crime families on Coruscant operating a highly profitable trade organization called the Pike Syndicate. Most notable among this group was Lone Pike, their leader. On Kessel, the syndicate director Quay Tolsite oversaw enslaved miners and exploited the planet's resources for profit. The pikes on Kessel had to wear special breathing apparatus and lead-lined clothing as their poor physiology reacted badly to the harsh climate. And come to think of it, I believe I've heard rumors of Wookiee slave trading on that planet as well. I certainly hope that it's not happening anymore. While I have encountered many pleasant species, I cannot count the pikes among them. It's strange talking about species from a similar landscape such as I. I am from Tatooine after all. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss the familiarity of the rough, irritating sand that does tend to get everywhere. But this wraps up my entry for today, and I must leave you, unfortunately. I guess you could say that the two suns are going down. So my friends... 
Until next time, I hope to find you in good health. And may the Force be with you.